Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of our Smoky Mountain Wrestling Podcast. This is Smoky Mountain Wrestling, episode 193 from October the 7th of 1995. And this is Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today I'm sitting here with Doc Turner and Bobby Blaze has returned for this week's episode. Doc, you first. How you doing? You living the dream, brother? We're all living the dream, aren't we? We're here together. Um, I hope that whenever this... What? That's an accomplishment at this day and age that we're all yeah. together. Yeah, well, we're all together here today. Um, I hope that we're, whenever this drops in a, out in the future, um, everybody is doing well and staying safe and uh, staying inside to the degree that you can. And uh, so we can continue to live the dream. We don't want uh, we don't want everybody to end just because we're in, ending their scene just because we're ending Smoky Mountain here. Uh, this one should drop, I think, early May, and we're recording this early April. Uh, so there's that. Uh, Bobby, how you doing, man? Welcome back. Oh, man, I'm glad to be back. I'm in uh, pretty good shape for the shape that I'm in and uh, considering the way the world is right now. <laughs> so, yeah, um, strange times indeed, man. So just uh, doing a social distancing thing and, and trying to uh, take care of myself, you know. And uh, glad to be back on the show, though. I've looked forward to getting back on that booking sheet, man. Thank you. <laughs> I saw you tease on Twitter a few weeks ago. That yeah, nice. of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, so that's good. We're glad everybody's still healthy. Wait, what, he didn't tell you is, what he didn't tell you is you're booked for the card, but the envelope might be a little light at the end of the night. So. <laughs> that's, the, that's, the, yeah. that's the Mike Mills, you know, promoting 101. Promise the front end to deliver less. I'm, I'm proud to say I've been carrying I, around. I've been carrying around an empty envelope for, for almost five years. Doc, I don't know if you restarted your computer, but your Skype is doing hard right, right now. Mike. Mike. I don't. I don't. I don't know if My you way? realize it. Your Skype is doing a Harper right now. Release the beast. That's fucked up. <laughs> now nah, nah, he's playing. Now you uh, seriously say something because you were breaking up real, real bad about uh, about a bro- about an empty envelope. Well, I'm broken up about an empty envelope. How's that? Is any okay, better? We'll s- that sounded a little better. We'll see if we can make it through this show. Then, um, by the do way, I've never. Drop, do, I, do I need to drop out and restart? You mean to tell me you didn't restart before you started? Um, so you did a Harper. The one time in the last two years, I didn't. I did, so a, did Harper. a Harper. Okay, let's see how it goes. So far, you're good. Um, you may have to, and and let's continue. All right, this is taping number four from Cookville, Tennessee, at the Cookville Community Center, drawing 400 people, if you believe the internet. Uh, and before we get rolling, shout out to disrespectfully classy Marky e. Blassie, who's on the front lines of this thing as a doctor that we're going through right now. Kyle Riley, Mike Childry, who's a truck driver out there. Crossing this, crossing the uh, the states and whatnot, delivering the goods. And Joe Ice, thank you for your patronage each and every month. Okay, so uh, we get into this episode again, 193, October 7th, 1995. Not many more of these to go. Let's see how far off the cliff we fall today, guys. Mm. <laughs> By the way, I was off air uh, on the, uh, I don't know, I guess it was a, about four weeks ago now on the Jim Cornette experience. Uh, after or before we were done recording and i told jimmy yeah we've gotten to the last 10 episodes or so after we get past the super bowl of wrestling and he just kind of chuckled uh i think he knows <laughs> that we're not yeah. that, that we're not all that high on these episodes but uh we'll, we will leave it at that because we committed to finishing this thing and we're gonna do so um okay so Les and uh, Chip, uh, the show opens with a replay of Corny pouring liquor down Budrow's throat and Chip mm. Kessler being appalled with fake outrage like that time Joe Buck was 
when Randy Moss fake mooned the Packers. Remember that one, Doc? Oh, man. If that had been Jason Witt and Joe Buck wouldn't have been upset. Mm. It's nice of you to say it like that, but I think there's some, some, some truth in it. Then again, the Jason Witten fans would be like, he's too classy. He would never do that. Whatever, dude. Uh, uh, Bobby, anything from the opening? You weren't here last week when we watched Budro get liquor poured down his throat, and uh, that was very not classy of them. Uh, any thoughts on that? No. Uh, yeah, I just saw the, the opening of it, and I figured that's what it what had happened, you know, from the previous show or whatever. Um, you want me to talk about the match once it started or not? Is that what you're yeah, asking we, me? Yeah. Well, we got, so, we got Larry, Larry. Let me tell you. Larry, San, Larry, yeah, Larry okay. Santo and Comet Chris Michaels. What do you have from it, Bobby? Yeah, well, uh, Larry Santo is a really good heel. I remember uh, uh, one of the Armstrong brothers saying, man, uh, Bullet said he'd be the first person he hired for any territory if he opened one because he could always get someone over. And I thought that's a pretty good compliment. And, and Larry was a pretty good guy. Um, just a, you know, good little match for TV. Um, you could tell Larry was leading the match. Of course, it was about 60, 40 Larry and, um, you know, small package for the win. I just kind of, um, and Chris Michael's still out there working today. I haven't seen Larry forever, but I saw Chris about a year ago in a show. Um, of course he's just starting on this one here, but it was a good little TV match is what I put and uh, pretty even and want to get that over about Larry being a, a good hand on there. Um, other than that, not much really. Cause it's just, a, you know, what just a few minute TV match. So you got to get your stuff in when you can, but, but unlike today when getting your stuff in means, you know, bouncing around, bouncing around, flying or not, they actually had a good little settled down TV match, got it over. And that was it. You know, simple stuff, <laughs> simple pin. That's that. Bobby saying they didn't go straight from the super kick without missing the lockup. <laughs> Let me translate it for everybody out there. Uh, I'm not making fun of the Bucks here. I'm just, I'm just uh, putting it into uh, modern terms. Yeah. Um, Doc, anything from you? Yeah, actually, I, I do have a few things I'd like to discuss. Um, Chris Michaels from the small screen that I'm looking at looks like Ricky Morgan Bobby Eaton had a baby. Anyone? <laughs> no. Um, what? You need a restart. There you go. Text me when you're back on. I'm not editing this shit out either. Larry, Larry, Larry's been around in a promotion for a while as we now transition to, uh, I'll cover this replay while we're waiting for Doc to restart. So we got a replay of last week with Cornette versus Bob Armstrong with Bob Armstrong having one arm tied behind his yeah. back. It ends up being a brawl with Cornette's militia getting the best of uh, Bob Armstrong. Poor bullet Bob. He just, just takes a beating continuously at the hands of Cornette throughout the four-year run of this promotion. Uh, eventually... The uh, Brad Armstrong, some of the baby yeah. faces come out to help and, and you know, uh, save Bullet Bob as uh, Bob's just laying there dead after the Gordy pile driver. Uh, that was a that was one of, that was a big replay they show. And, and something else about replays, man, let me tell you, the last few months of this stuff, I feel like there's a lot more replays than normal. But, um, you know, I, 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 I'll just just leave it at that. I mean, I understand. Yeah, you got to fill time and whatnot. So I'm not saying Jimmy was running out of stuff, but there are. Uh, technically a lot of replays as we progress through uh through the end of this thing uh bob did you have anything from the replay no as soon as i as soon as i saw it i, I thought the same thing these last two episodes like wow we're gonna get a lot of these replays um you know i kind of put you know i put with the matches the replays so about brad made the save of course and just kind of setting things up uh, for what what is left of it you know so yeah. um about it really i just put you know about the pile driver then brad makes a save and that's my notes on it and i watched it back with you just now so yeah. doc is back doc yeah I am. all right okay. oh you sound better yeah I, skype did a, a quick update and that was probably it i apologize for the unprofessional nature of my unprofessionalism um <laughs> i did want to go back if i could real quickly i wanted to ask bobby something um Two things about rest. Two things about kind of behind the scenes stuff because we've gotten a lot of really good feedback from the army that you know they they really do and we Mike and I do as well. Let me start there. Really appreciate getting that behind the scenes sort of insider industry insider knowledge that you can provide us of what was going on. Um, so the first thing here in that first match, Chris Michaels, who we're starting to kind of get you know he's he's got a little bit. We're trying to 
present him as somebody. If we're trying to present Chris Michaels as an up-and-coming star, is there a reason for him to win by just a small package or and not get to use a finisher and show everybody? What's the psychology behind that, Mike, Bobby? Um, uh, I go think. Ahead, go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. You go ahead. You go ahead. I was just going to say. Well, basically, you could see Larry lead them through the match. Uh, Corny probably just said, you know, give them a, give, you know, make it even or give them a good match or what have you. Uh, put put uh, Michaels over, and and Larry he seen them small package him or or sunset flip them or something like that. You know, something simple. It's probably um, one of the earlier matches on the card, and of course you can see the uh, and I. I, I don't mean to seem disrespectfully, but it's 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 uh, you can see the experience factor, you know. So they kept it really really simple throughout the match. So you don't want to go out there and do something really really complicated uh, or try to do some big you know big move or something, uh, especially just at the beginning of this guy's career. Just let him get a, a good opening match here or there in, and, and and he'll eventually work with some more experienced guys. But uh, on house shows and stuff, but on his TV, you just got to keep it simple. And uh, keep it pretty even, even though you know Larry stayed on enough to, to keep the steam going uh, to put him over at the end. So he did beat someone, you know. Okay. Okay. Um, now that, that's, that's my perspective. Now that that leads me to my next question. Okay. Larry Santo is a decent sized guy who's not who's in what looks to be pretty good shape. He looks like a capable hand. He knows how to kind of react to the crowd. Is there, we don't, I mean, all I know about Larry Santo is what I've seen on the screen. Is there a reason why he, he wouldn't have been a candidate for, you know, maybe kind of a, the same thing that you had, Bobby, where you, you know, you started and then built up. Is there a reason we didn't see more out of Larry? Just what I know, um, he kind of just put himself in that situation. Uh, I think he enjoyed doing it. Like I said, bullet, you know, had had made the comment. I guess, like I said, that he had opened a territory and hired Larry first to put everyone over. You know, kind of thing. So, um, I don't know if he wanted to win, didn't want to win, didn't care to win, or what. I think he loved professional. Well, I know he loved professional wrestling, and I think he just loved going out there and doing his job. And and that was just making other people look good, man. Because um, he he's done it for WCW a whole bunch too after this, and some probably before that. And that was another thing. I think he had been on TV. But I'm not exactly for sure. I know he'd been on TV in, in some of the other smaller territories down there, but I think um, I think he was just happy, uh, satisfied being at that position and okay. was there. Kind of, kind of pin me, pay me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, hey. He he knew his deal, man. Um, that's that's important. And everyone in life. there, I know the Armstrongs, and I know Buddy, and and all the veteran guys, uh, Tom, and all them guys that work out in Continental and stuff. Uh, they all had known him for years, you know, and I think at that point, and he was a little bit older than me as far as I remember. Uh, so and had that experience factory. Uh, he had already worked with all these guys, you know, and he just, he was like, basically pin me, pay me easy to work with good attitude. Just wanted to do his thing and move on, you know, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. And so now, uh, we're, I, I came in seeing that we're Wolfie and Brad. I thought Brad did a great job trying to give Wolfie some confidence there, man. <laughs> Brad, uh, we didn't, didn't, we didn't play that. We didn't play that yet, doc. Okay. Well, um, what a mess, but, but I'm about to, so let's go. Okay. Well, there. as you play it, think about this. The, I, I just think of the wolf man as not like a wolf. But more like the cowardly lion from the Wizard of Oz. Right? <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> Come on, right. leave Wolfie alone. Anyway, let's go to the ho- we Halloween. Wolfie, but you can't say Wolfie because Wolfie D's in the promotion, so we need to be clear. We're talking about the Wolf Man. The Wolf Man, yes. Halloween okay. Scream Tour Trick or Treat Tag Match Plug, followed by the Wolf Man yeah. and Brad Armstrong promo right here. So let's go to. The I hate. Here it is. By the way, I hate tag matches where the single strap can change hands. Do not like that stipulation one bit ever. Well, that goes along with this whole match that I literally don't give a flying piss about. But here's the problem. Very unusual manner. Let's hear this about the trick or treat tag match. The participants were drawn at random. The stipulation selected at random. And one man's trick could be another man's treat as the trick or treat tag match is coming to Halloween Scream. 
Terry Bam Bam Gordy teams with Thrasher the Headbanger to battle Bad Brad Armstrong and his partner the Wolfman with these stipulations. If Brad loses, Terry Gordy wins the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Heavyweight title. If Thrasher loses, Gordy and Thrasher's heads will be shaved. If Gordy loses, Brad will give him 10 lashes with a leather strap. And if Wolfman loses, he must throw $1,000 in cash to the ringside fans. Who will be tricked and who will be treated? Find out at the Halloween screen. All right, joining me are Brad Armstrong and the Wolfman. These guys are partners in the big Halloween scream coming up. And it's the trick or treat. You just heard about it. And let's review those stipulations just a moment. If Brad loses, then Terry Gordy wins the title. If Thrasher loses, then Gordy and Thrasher have their heads shaved. If Gordy loses, he gets 10 lashes from Brad. And if the Wolfman loses, Wolfie, you've got to throw a thousand cash of your own money to the crowd. Uh, I really don't have a thousand dollars to throw to the crowd, but I agreed to be a part of this. So I've got my money ready. I'm going to do the best I can. And uh, Brad, I won't let you down. I know you won't, Wolfman, because simply for the reason that a man doesn't get a name like Wolfman by being a sissy. I know that to be a fact. And I'll tell you what, this I'll tell you this too, brother. I would rather have you as a partner because you got guts and you got heart. I'd rather have you as a partner than anybody on that malicious side, brother. And I tell you what, we're going to take it to you, boys, because Terry Gordy, Big Bam Bam, I intend to beat you. I fully intend to beat you and give you some of the pain that I saw my father going through just a little. You know what? That's a thing that's not going to leave me very soon. It's a, it's a sight that I'll never forget, to be quite honest with you, Gordon. I'll tell you this. I'm going to give you ten lashes, and you won't soon forget those. There you have it. It's Trick or Treat coming up at Halloween Scream. Brad Armstrong and the Wolfman take on Thrasher of the Headbangers and Terry Gordy. You won't want to miss it. More great action coming your way right after this. Somebody in the crowd is going, ho! I don't know if you can hear that at the end of it. This yeah. has got too many damn stipulations, Doc. What do you have from this? Is it is anyone surprised that Wolfie doesn't have a thousand dollars to scrape together? Hell no. Okay. I you know, but but I thought I Brad did. Get it. You, I bet you could get his hands on a thousand dollars of sticky icky though. Well, stems and seeds, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Just skunk dirt weed, you know. Damn. Um Brad is is so good here trying man hey come on pal you, you're gonna be all right you know come on <laughs> buck up but hold that chin up pal we're gonna do this now you, you got i mean they call you the wolf man that's gotta mean something right you know i thought brad was great um oh, to be honest Wolfman is far more entertaining to me than he was three years ago when i watched this by myself just because we can talk about it and that makes it more entertaining but He's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And I don't like the step where Brad can lose the, t the title. I just think that's – I liked it. I don't – I don't like tricked-up world title matches for the single strap. You put a cage on it, okay, a surprise – a guest referee, maybe, but I'm one-on-one -on -one with minimal gaga, and let's let's fight for the strap. Um, That's just me. Bobby, what do you think? Yeah, I think the stipulation, it's kind of just complicated, really. You know, who's going to get this, who's going to get that. But but ultimately, I don't think, you know, you put the title on the line at that, you know, during one of those stipulation type things. I just put Wolfman did all right, and I popped, and I'm giggling to myself, laughing when, when you know, and I I don't really have a $1,000, you know, so I was kind of biting my tongue when Doc was saying I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> I'll say this, I did catch the, I did catch the Cowrie line uh, point just now because the way his, the way his hair comes down with that hat and the shoulder, it's all touching there, and it does kind of look like it. When he says that, uh, I don't really have a thousand dollars. He's almost begging off, like I don't even want to get into this. Thing. So it's really kind of cowardly, actually. Like you know, uh, uh, but I won't won't let you down, Brad. You know, because you know. But then Brad, I thought, really showed some steam there. He got fired up, and he, you know, he he kind of reassured Wolfman, but also he got real fired up when he mentioned his dad. You know, I'm not going to soon forget that. So he just kind of that's Brad again, keeping it. Uh, you know, I don't know how long it was, 30, 
uh, probably 45 seconds when Brad started talking. I don't know, but yeah, he, he kind of recovered the whole interview there at a promo and, and I was still too busy kind of snickering at, at the old wolf man over there. And, but I, I fully thought too, cause it times change, but I, even just now I was waiting and, and Brad said, you know, with a name like Wolf being a sissy, I was fully expecting to say, you know, you, you can't be a pussy with a name like that, you know. But uh, he says sissy, so uh, it's still pretty good. So Brad made the save, I thought, you know. Yeah. Um, I, my, my main note, besides laughing at Wolfie here, uh, Wolfman is – I'm gonna stop calling him Wolfie because you're right. We got a Wolfie D that's been here. My my main but, note was. Let me say this, Mike. They actually, I think, in the next episode, if not this one, they referred him several times as Wolfie, um, mm-hmm. and I, I was like, I'm with you. I'd go off the Wolfman just for you know. We're talking about Wolfman here, not Wolfie D. But on the program, if not just this one, the next one, I, I heard it several times referred to as Wolfie, and I was like, oh, be careful. But you can see the visual. We're just talking, you know. So that's yeah. why I was getting that too. So I didn't want to cut you off. Just let the fans know. Wolfman, not Wolfie D. That's a that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, the 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 main note that I had was when you have a professional out there like Les Thatcher, who's a you know a good commentator and really knows the wrestling business inside and out, and he's got to have a page of notes to cover the stipulations for a match. I'm sure Les would agree if he were here right now. He'd say, "Yeah, that was too much going on." And I bet Jimmy would yeah. agree. Yeah, there's too much going on. I mean, it Les needed. 40 seconds to read through the stipulations before he, they could even cut the promo on him. So that that's why I said I was like just to it's too much to remember. It's like way too yes. much to remember. And and Doc likes to make fun of the Smoky Mountain folks. He'll say if I've heard you say this a million times if we've done this show, Doc. If I can't remember it all, I know these people can't. And I ain't trying to be mean, but I cannot remember all this, so I know the Smoky Mountain folks can't. And I ain't smart. Like, I'm a dumb son bitch. Like- it's like the it's like my kids. You can't give small kids two step instructions. You can't say like, go to the kitchen and get me this, and then go to your room and do this. They can't remember the second step. It's kind of like that with the Smoky Mountain people, right? <laughs> I'm not gonna say that, Bobby but I'm gonna say that, this. Bobby, Bobby thought that was funny, but he didn't want to laugh too loud because he has to show his face <laughs> in Kentucky. So, well, I'm not right now. He's, he's yeah. social distancing, but at some point he's got to come out and see these people, and so I, I get it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna insult them like that. Here's the point about the whole thing I'm trying to make is I was trying to be funny. Look, wrestling needs to be real simple. We got this guy and we got this guy, and there's a personal issue, and there's one goal, and it's to win the match, it's to put the shoulders to the mat. Now, like you said, Doc, you can have a cage match, you can have a first blood match. It's okay to have a stipulation. You can have a special referee, whatever. No DQ, whatever. That's fine. You can't like four different things. And attack. It's like, what the hell am I watching? And when does yeah. this end? That's the that's the is that's the problem with this thing here. And I totally agree with you. I do not like tag matches. That if there's a singles title, whether it be the world title, whether it be a TV title, whether it be a US title, I do not like tag matches where the freaking champion can lose and not be pinned. I don't even like three way matches, uh, a, a three way dance where yeah. where a champion doesn't have to get pinned to to lose their mat like and I've, yeah. I, there's actually been some good ones like i can tell you i actually liked um when and this wasn't a three-way match but like when seth cashed in his um money in the bank many years ago and it was brock against uh roman and seth cashed in like they kind of made it a three-way thing and and basically uh that's how seth ended up winning the title because he pinned roman even though brock was a champ that that kind of worked but in general i just do not like the three-way dance where if the champ doesn't get pinned the title changes hands it just it's just not my yeah. thing if you like it good for you not for me though anyway too many let me break it down mike let me break it down i, I didn't want to interrupt your rant there Point well made, point well taken. If my book pin me, pay me. Okay, I'm not trying to do a cheap plug, but, but mm. I, you guys have read it, but so I'm just going to put it out there. My story caused space aliens, okay? Here's how simple it is. If a space alien landed right now, well, fuck it, he probably wouldn't want to be here if everything went off the world right now. <laughs> Beside the point, in my story that's in the book, um, it's, it's real simple. A space alien comes down, he hangs out bus three, he lands in our living room or, or wherever, okay? You put football on, you got to explain to him a lot of different things, why there's 11 men on each side and what a touchdown, a lot of shit to explain. Baseball, you know, why is a well, man have a bat? Why There's a ball, there's gloves, there's nine men. Uh, you know, basketball, you know, whatever. Pro wrestling is this. When you turn that channel, 
and you're watching the baseball and the football, and then you're he's like, "What's this? What's this?" And if you turn on professional wrestling, the space alien sees it. Okay, good guy versus bad guy. There, there's some kind of conflict. They're fighting, and someone's going to win, and someone's going to lose. And depending on what episode they turn on, uh, the programming, they're going to see the bad guy or the heel beating them, beating them, beating them each week. You don't explain anything. He says evil wins, evil wins. And then week three, week four, the build up for the house show, whatever it may be, the baby face wins. So good triumphs evil in the end. And you don't have to explain shit to the space lady because all he had to do was flip from basketball to football to, and you're sitting here at the remote and you're, you're saying, watch this one. But when you hit channel, you know, the TBS, the super station <laughs> on a Saturday night, at 6.05, that son of a bitch says, hey, I get it. You have to explain anything to me. That's the way it should be. Same thing with your title matches. It should be that fucking simple that if he goes to the arena, and he, again, this is just a fictitious space alien, he's going to see, okay, well, this guy wins. This guy wins a trophy, wins a title, wins a strap, wins a belt, wins the most money, whatever you want to put out there. But he can see. Okay, I understand that. But if someone's going out there and getting lashings and someone's doing this and getting that and they get beaten, the title's changing, they don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> Does that make sense? So it's called yeah. space sailings. Hey, you hey know. along that lines, there's a reason why soccer is the most um, popular game in the world is it's simple to follow and it's cheap to play. Yes, exactly. Thank you. It's not the, that fucking hard. It ain't that hard except when it comes to the, the um, overrun time or whatever, like uh, the yeah. stoppage time. That's that's the the bookers got some bullshit going on with that with soccer. But I'll save that rent for another day when we talk soccer. Uh, OK. All right. Let's keep going because we have the most ridiculous commercial to ever air on a wrestling television program, in my opinion, that I've ever seen coming up. Power Maker 2 commercial with Smoky Mountain talent <laughs> sprinkled throughout. We actually, we, Doc Harper and I, did a Patreon special on this freaking train wreck of a commercial. I'm going to play it, and uh, I'm going to go straight to Bobby because Doc and I gave our thoughts on this a while back. Here it is. Did you get? Do you want to gain muscle? Power Maker 2's the answer. Power Maker 2 used by world-class athletes, including the Smoky Mountain wrestlers, to supplement their training program. Power Maker 2 provides a safe anabolic effect on the body instead of dangerous side effects from illegal steroids. Power Maker 2 promotes the natural release of growth hormone, which the body produces to initiate the development of lean muscle. Developed by life extension scientists Dirk Pearson and Sandy Shaw, Power Maker 2 provides the raw materials making you bigger, stronger, more powerful. Wolfman weighed 160 before using Power Maker 2. Now he's 230 and realized his dream of wrestling on national TV. Some bodybuilders pay outrageous prices for risky growth hormone injections, but a huge 600-gram bottle of Power Maker 2 costs only $33 plus $450 shipping and handling. To order Power Maker 2, call 1-800-544-4440. If you want to run with the big dogs, you got to get up off the porch. Woo! Jesus Christ. Uh, Outlaw mud show. Uh, that was Bobby? harsh. Um, you know, I think Wolfman either sold the stuff or I think he sold some kind of supplements or something. He had to get that thousand dollars some way. Um, I think he has some kind of a, a vitamin business or something. I don't know. Um, man, I, don't, I, I had forgotten all about that and I, I saw it, I don't know, whenever someone started running on YouTube, you know, a year or so ago or whatever it was, and then re-watching it again, I was like, I had totally, or maybe I saw it on an old VHS or something, I don't remember. Anyway, long style, like, what the fuck? And um, I, 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 I had totally forgotten all about that. And the thing about it was, I didn't even see it around the locker room or any of the boys using it. Um, and believe me, I saw a lot of the boys using a lot of stuff. <laughs> Uh, through the years, but that was not one of them. I remember when uh, Ricky and Robert went up for WWF at the time, and uh, they was doing the ICA Pro stuff, mm -hmm. and they was giving that shit away. Uh, Ricky, he would give me like you know the vitamins. He's like, here, Bob. He'd have three or four of everything they were selling at that time. He'd just give me a bottle, of the protein powder, whatever you know. And so there was a while the ICA Pro was around the locker room, you know, because everyone's going to GNC back then, or you know, maybe some people ordered through the mail, but for your supplements. And uh, I don't ever recall, of course, this 
we're we're hanging off the edge of the cliff here too but i don't know if they could have made any money off of that if they did it, i have no idea but i never saw anyone you know even in the locker room even using it or anything any of the boys you know what i'm saying uh the guys that worked out and took supplements and stuff i just so i can't only thing you can imagine is some kid like me when you're 10 years old and you fucking save your paper out money and you're like, fuck, $40. And that's a steep price for that area, to be honest with you, too. But you're like, I'm going to be the next, you know, I'm going to get in the ring one day and I'm going to build my body up. So you spend your fucking paper mount money to, to get it, you know, and, and believe it in that stuff that it's going to really work, you know. So um, I don't know if there was enough people that bought it, though. I sure as hell didn't buy the commercial now and, and, and probably wouldn't have then if I'd seen it. Like I said, I didn't see any of the guys using it. So, hell, they, they could have been given away that never gave me any. <laughs> Bobby, Maybe. I just I just texted you a picture of the two people behind this supplement. I don't know how old this picture is, but I just sent it to you. And let me tell you, we did some research on this thing about this. This was actually these are the people who made it. Uh, their names are Dirk uh, Pearson and Sandy Shaw. They owned a supplement company called Life Extension, allegedly. Uh, at least from our research that we found, uh, we we did some digging and that's what we came up with. I know Will Hartke on our Facebook group. Also, he sent this to us as well. He did the same digging. I believe they also had a, a book, the Life Extension Companion of some sort. And I believe you may even still be able to get that on Amazon. Uh, anyway, though, that is the picture of the people that are behind this supplement. And uh, I don't know if I really want to say anything else. <laughs> I well, was just thinking. Well, I was just thinking that maybe we could go to the warehouse and pick up some of the expired batches of it and test it to see if it's an antiviral for this damn coronavirus. <laughs> well, well um, j just so y'all know, I had posted the the ingredients to Power Maker Two on on Twitter when we found this, uh, and it it wasn't anything special. Like I thought it would be the I thought it would be the you know the same thing as like maybe a pipe bomb except it's in a pill. I, I, maybe, I mean, you gotta, maybe you got to drink it with low grade plutonium. I don't know. I don't know, um, but you look at that picture. You can tell. You can't tell me that you can't see Wolfman hanging out with these people. There oh, you go. One hundred percent. So I swear, I think he has something to do with it. As far as like you know, he may have introduced the. Uh, uh, Corny and them to it, or whoever put this together. You know what I'm saying? He, those people. I mean, can you something, imagine something's going on, man? Can you imagine <laughs> Beth fueled session and the double wide where they all sat there on a Friday night concocting this plan, how what they were going to do with all the money? Uh, Ugh. Uh, yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Doc, any like other? No. Any, any other and I'll, Harper did not treat this kindly either in the Patreon episode because it's just mud show. It's it's mud show carnyism at its finest or worse, depending on how you want to apply that. That that stuff, like just for uh, I'll give the folks this, and then you can book them a patron if you want to listen to it. So um, a few of the ingredients: vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin E. It had some zinc, copper in it. It had some chromium in it. Boron, L-arginine. Choline, taurine, glycine, and it also had 15.9 grams of fructose, better known as sugar, I believe. So Classy Blassie can correct me. Uh, maybe I should actually get Classy Blassie to review this, the ingredients listed here, to tell what me we what he thinks do, about what it. What we ought to do is buy a bottle of it because it's probably something still floating around and get Blassie a hookup to do some lab lab testing on this thing <laughs> uh, i might look into that no promises because he may not be able to pull that off but anyway uh we will move on from power maker 2 because we have a uh, snorter in the ring taking on robert gibson and uh here's my notes uh tommy rich misses with a chain he misses with a second chain that he tries to use on gibson and eventually he hits him with the chain and throws it to corny and then conceals it and Tommy Rich wins. You had more than I did. Uh, this did nothing for me. I'm not a Tommy Rich fan. I don't know if they really got in there and really <laughs> look. I'm not trying to knock anybody here, but uh, I thought Bobby. I thought this I thought this was really slow, and that these guys both know how to work. And the ending was, you know, they they executed probably what they were asked to do to a T, but it didn't do much for me either. 
old school think? match, classic hair pulling, classic rich. Tommy, easy like a Sunday morning baby, you know, that's, and him and Robert both know how to work. The, uh, you know, back and forth cheating, uh, you know, with the Punisher outside, Cornette outside, et cetera. But I will say this. With the reversal of the chains and miss with the chains, the finish was pretty good. The match is just that, you know, doesn't do a whole lot for you because it is what it is. Two guys in there probably just get in there and here's the finish, guys. And it was just, it was easy. Um, I won't say it's fun, but it's just an old, old school match, slow pace. But the finish did come off of what they're trying to accomplish. And that's, and that there, baby's all a, so somebody say something about fired up because, because. Cody going to throw me at chain, uh, and then, then I, yeah, yeah, okay, I see you in a ring, baby, you know, kind of thing. Uh, I hey, can just, hey, that's hey, it. exactly. I don't, I don't know what this cornrow head idiot from New Orleans trying to say, but I mean, <laughs> I, I, I just did what the man told me to do, hit him with the chain. I mean, look, yeah. I was just trying to get back and back and uh, drink me some whiskey and do a couple lines of cocaine. So you can shut the fuck up, Mike from New Orleans. Yeah, Mike. And I say this for later, but I do got a good Tommy Rich beer drinking story, but I wrote it down somewhere further down the line, so uh, we'll come back. We, to we might need to save that for the next set Yeah, of yeah. Yeah, I know we're trying to fill in for this day, but <laughs> anyway. Right. Yes, um, yes. We, just we do want to hear know. it, though. Okay. Yeah. We we do we do we do want to hear it. Uh, I I love a good Tommy Rich story where he gets uh, uh, plastered drunk and uh, coked out of his mind. No, I don't know if that's what you're going to tell Bobby, but anyway. Uh, so we go to a replay of Kessler's corner from last week when Cornette went off on Budrow and then poured the liquor down Budrow's throat when the militia uh, was too much for Buddy to handle. Uh, they also replay Budrow's promo on the back where he is busted open when Buddy was quoting the Bible scriptures. This yep. leads into a Four Faces of Fear plug at Halloween Scream Tour where Budrow will battle Tommy Rich in those Four Faces of Fear matches, one being a Tennessee Chain match, one being Falls Cowed Anywhere, one being First Blood, and one being a Barbed Wire match. Uh, Doc, it, I, I didn't, wasn't going to play any of it. Uh, what, you, do you have anything from this? Are you going to go to Kessler's Corner this week with Buddy? Uh, yes, uh, in, in, a, in, a, in a minute. I'll go to the, to the, the new stuff. Then I'll wait for, I'll wait for that. Okay, Bobby, um, you want same thing for I you? I put Buddy close to Bible, and I'll say this. He knew everything. He knew every verse in the Bible. That's a straight shoot. Um, on that little quick part there, you know, I, I really thought this. I put quick, precise, and he was serious. It was a convincing promo, boom, 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 and that was it. But, but Buddy, he knew that Bible, you know, inside and out, that's, and he had quotes something. And, and it really was. Off the top of his head, man, and in his heart, he knew – he could be talking to you, and it's breaking to a, a verse of scripture. Like I've only seen a few people be able to do it. He's one of them. I love old wrestlers <laughs> quoting Bible <laughs> scriptures, and I'm not and, trying to make fun of religion because uh, everybody out there, I believe in God. I I I I'm a not a church going man, but I'm a spiritual person. Hey, what I, I love on the bell to bell, Mike. Go ahead. I love when old wrestlers start quoting scriptures because it nah. is just truly greatness. Usually, <laughs> well, and the other thing is they're not usually wrestlers; they're wrestlers because it's usually southern guys. <laughs> That's what makes bastards. God, y'all are killing me over here, man. <laughs> I just just from being around, buddy. My. I'll make this really quick. Like, you know, he threw me out of the ring or I got out of the ring or something. And he went and he went back in the ring. It's like Morristown or somewhere. And he had his hand behind his back. He said, come on, Bobby, get back in the ring. Uh, and he's got his hand crossed. I won't do this, you know. And it was like a two out of three fall match or something. But he goes, and he goes, he put his hand across his finger behind his back. And he goes, I swear to God, I won't cheat or something. And I stepped back off the ring apron, jumped down, dropped back about 10 feet from the ring. I said, buddy, don't. I said, because as soon as you swear to God, I said, knowing you, I said, lightning will strike you dead right now. And the place popped like crazy because they knew I was serious. I said, don't <laughs> swear to God right here, buddy, please. Mm. And I mean, we started working with it because I wasn't making fun of anything. I was just like, man, when the Lord comes back, <laughs> I don't want but, to be near you. <laughs> but it's always some like, because you quote scripture in a damn match. And I'm like, no, you know. <laughs> It's like it's always some do unto others as you want them to do unto you. Now I'm gonna go bust some guts out tonight. Now, That's wait, what I'm wait, talking what? about. Wait, yeah. What? Well, we he was on a table here, 
and and he was just laying there all day. And we had this big finish we had to do. Uh, I had the TV. I hadn't lost the title on TV, but TV didn't air in this area. We had a really good house. And it it was like some way to get me over. But then he comes to me and he goes, Bobby, I've been over praying about it. And he gives me a finish. It was a great, I'm not making fun of prayers by any means. But he had been over for like an hour or so in the locker room. And we weren't sure what he was going to do. And he, he was just laying over there, just by himself, not, not, you know, just lounging around, hanging out. It was a small locker room, small crew. And, um, he comes up to me and he goes, I've been over praying about it. Here's the finish. And I was like, okay. And it, I, it was a really easy, uh, enjoyable, agreeable finish. And once we, and it was in my hometown. And once we got it done, Sandy Scott to me, and it made me look like a million dollars. Um, I still got to go over, but the title didn't change and this and that at all. It, it was perfect. So I don't know if he thought it up, if he prayed about it or what it was, but when Sandy Scott came up, he said, Bobby, who called that finish? And I said, Buddy did. He said, he looked at he goes, he, he's a genius or an idiot. I can't tell because he goes, he just made you look like a million dollars with that finish in your hometown with the champ laying in the ring with the strap across his stomach. And you're winning. He goes, that was great. And I go, I know, I know. He just told me he was over, you know, praying about it and come up with it. And that's that's truth, man. Not making fun of any religion, God, nothing like that. I'm just saying that was just Buddy. He could quote those scriptures. But he laid over there before the show. We, we talked when he got there. I'd been at the building and um, told him what the situation was. I said, TV hasn't aired here yet. I still have the title technically here. How do we do this? And he figured it up. And uh, Courtney wasn't there, but Sandy was. Sandy and, of course, Mark Curtis, but Sandy was the, the agent or whatever, the, the man in charge. And, uh, it was just so Buddy could just do that stuff, man. I, I Watching these makes me really appreciate how truly talented Buddy was. I'll say that, too. Preach. Yep. Yes. Let's hear so, from Buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hear from Buddy now. I'm just, I look, I want to repeat. I'm not trying to make, I, I'm a very spiritual person. I just love it yeah. when old school wrestlers start quoting scripture. Um, yeah, I don't really want to think I'm making fun of Buddy or God or anything like it at all. I'm just saying, man, he, he could go and it, it whatever. So. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. Okay, let's go to Budrow and Chip Kessler here, um, running through uh, Kessler's Corner this week. Yeah. have to be upset concerning one of the most disgusting incidents in the history of Smoky Mountain Wrestling, but also I have to add, maybe concerned about this four faces of fear challenge you got going now with Tommy Wildfire Rich coming up. Well, I know it's been a rough road for me to hoe, but no, no, really I'm not apprehensive or concerned for the simple fact, if you remember, Bob Armstrong said he didn't come out to Barberville to help me, and he felt like he owed me one. So actually, I was in on the construction of these four faces of fear matches. Now, buddy, you got coming up in Knoxville a Tennessee chain match against Wildfire Tommy Rich. That's absolutely right, because the last time in Knoxville at the fairgrounds, Tommy Rich, Tommy Rich ran all over the fairgrounds. Well, this time in Knoxville, Tennessee, Tommy, we're going to be strapped in a Tennessee chain match, wrist to wrist. You're only eight feet apart from me. There's only so far that you can run. And the dirty white boy and Ron Wright's taught me an awful lot of tricks that I'm going to use that night. And also, buddy, coming up in Morristown against Tommy Wildfire Rich, it's falls count anywhere in the building. That's right, because, see, the last time in Morristown, Tommy Rich decided he wanted to run all over the building also. So this time, we can wrestle up on the stage. I can, a pinfall can happen anywhere on top of the hood of a car. It makes no difference in the concession stand, and that's just my game. Falls count anywhere, Morristown. Cookville, Tennessee, first blood match. We'll see the last time in Cookville the people remember. And it's also fresh in my memory because Jimmy Cornette and Tommy Rich and the Punisher, along with the help of a blackjack and a tennis racket, busted my head open, poured a beer down my throat. Well, this time, Tommy Rich, it's a first blood match in Cookville, Tennessee. You see, I have to bust your head open to win. And you have to bust my head open to win. But, Chip, I guarantee you right now I'm going on record and stating that that's a match that I will win. Tommy Rich is going to bleed in Cookville. And Johnson City fans, Buddy Landell, Tommy Rich, and this one is going to be barbed wire match. Johnson City is a very important town for me. I love Johnson City, Tennessee. Got a lot of close friends there. Kim Birchfield, Dave Friday, Stuart Wood, and the list goes on and on. 
The last time in Johnson City, Jimmy Cornette kept coming in the ring while Tommy Rich kept exiting. Well, this time we've got a four-pronged barbed wire match. That barbed wire will stop a bull elephant. So the militia can't be coming in and Tommy Rich can't be going out. See, because if Tommy Rich or myself try to get out, shredded wheat. Anybody tries to come in, they're coronet coleslaw. So see, the four faces of fear is just my game. See, Jimmy Cornette, I'm going to tell you something right now. In Cookville, when you poured the beer down my throat, you brought back a lot of memories of 10 years of what I did to myself because I made the wrong choices in my life. What I'd done to myself, my career, and my family. And when you poured that beer down my throat, what you did was you intensified Buddy Landell. You tweaked me up. Now, I know what it's like, Jimmy Cornette and Tommy Rich, to live through hell, to go through day to day wondering if you can feed your family. You want to bring those bad memories up, Jimmy? That's fine with me. Because that intensifies the nature boy, Buddy Landell. Four faces of fear, Tommy Rich. They're constructed, custom-made for the nature boy, Buddy Landell. I'm going to tear you apart each and every match. You can bank on that, Chip Kessler. I'm putting my name on it. Harlan, Kentucky. All right, that's not the Shawn Michaels promo, but that was really good. Doc, did you have anything from it? Um, no, it was good. Um, my only note here, just other than Buddy's trying to talk him into the towns and make it personal for each of the towns, so it's like four little local promos tied into one, which I thought he did a great job at. Buddy's eyes look all bugged out. Do we need to get a piss test to the down to the gym to make sure that Buddy is not... I mean, is he standing there doing a, a Chip Kessler impersonation since he's standing next to him? I just, I don't know what's going on. Hey, grow he's, on that, he's on that Power Maker 2 stuff, man. There you go. <laughs> but I, I, in all seriousness, um, this was just solid, solid work by Boudreaux to get, get these matches over and try to get them in the building. Yeah, that's what I said, man. It's quick. It was precise. On each town, he knew. He was dead serious. And I thought each of them was very convincing. And you're right. He was talking him into the building, and he it, it, he was trying to make it like a shoot, you know, making it really personal, which you should. And and it, I thought it was very convincing. I I thought Buddy tore it up on that man. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought he was really good too. As we uh, keep it moving, so yeah. we get a we get a local promo again with the Dirty White Boy and Tracy Smothers. I don't have anything from it. And like I said before, it's just a, it's just a local promo. So we'll keep going. We get another. Halloween Scream Tour plug. This time, Tommy Noe runs through the entire card. Uh, we will talk a little bit more about this in the next few episodes. Uh, at least whatever matches they show us and we get to see. Can't remember right now off the top of my head which one those are. Uh, we then get The Wolfman and Ron Davis versus The Headbangers. Actually, Bobby, I don't have anything from the match. The Headbangers win. But I need you to... I wanted you to help me out with something. Ron Davis... Isn't that one of Robert Gibson's students or guys? Do you do you know, or maybe you don't? Uh, as I you know you what, that. I don't know. I was I was curious when I saw him enter myself because I, I wasn't in there, and I, he was only apparently at those those matches. So I didn't. I don't. I don't know. He may have been. Okay, um, I I, I, worked I know he had a school at that time. Yeah, but I don't know that for sure. Okay, I worked. I worked a card that he and. Um, Oh, there's someone else that actually worked some of the last shows you were on. I'll ask you about them when we get to them. Uh, this is not in this episode or the next one. Uh, there was another kid on one of those cars that I, I think both. I think Davis and, and this uh, kid was was Robert Gibson's. I, I didn't know if you knew. That's why I wanted to make sense show. for that time period. Yes, but I don't know that for sure. So okay. Um, I like I said, I got the headbangers win. I, I don't have anything from this doc. Did you have anything from it? I had not one single thing. <laughs> uh bobby anything i put easy and fun match power bomb uh to a leg drop was you know it was okay and it, it, it just what it was that was it yeah just, uh, uh, just they were just, just acting goofy match. and doing their thing you know so yeah just a just a quick little tv match nothing really yeah. uh 
Nothing else to really say about it. Uh, and then we go to the Headbangers, Cornette and Gordy. Uh, I don't want y'all to kill me. I really don't have much from it. Cornette just talks about the tag match at the Halloween Scream Tour with Wolfman and Brad versus Gordy. And then one of the yeah, okay, Headbangers. Okay, hold on. Hold on. I, I don't want you to play it, but I want everybody that, that usually watches along to, to, to key in on something. And I, you know, the if you're playing it in the background there, yeah, it's I on just, the video. Per, this version. made me sad because Gordy just looks out of it, and I say that with the respect that that dude was the best, in my opinion, the best big man like the him, Southern wrestler at the '80s, and just. You know, this is all his health issues, but look, he just looks like he's somewhere else, and it just made me sad. He's scratching his head. Yeah, he's just—he's not there, right there, and that made me sad because I love Gordy so much. Yeah, he—he he looks really weird with the arms crossed. That's—he's I, I, just, just yeah, he's just like he—he he looks like he. This is the practice run, and then he's gonna when the light comes on, but the light's on, the red light. Yeah, and here's what I, I put. Just, no, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 please, go ahead. I, here's my notes. Headbanger slash corny and gordy. Headbanger's just goofy. But, and this is what I got, but gordy standing there, sad. Yep. That's And yeah. I hate that. Uh, I don't I want do people, uh, I'm a, such a Terry Gordy fan. Um, but he just stood there, and it's just kind of like, it's kind of sad, you know. I agree. Uh, it, it, it's... I mean, look, he's scratching his head. It's just, I, I, it, it's hard to watch. Away, he has that faraway look. It's just, that's not how I want to remember the guy. So maybe we move on. Uh, okay. I, I would agree. Um, okay. So then we go then straight to a Smothers and Dirty White Boy promo. Did you have anything from that, Doc? Just that Gibson comes out <laughs> and he's trying to get partners and he's, he's lost. He's lost without yeah. Punky, man. And can you blame him? I mean, they talk about this stuff when people, when people, um, you know, the tag teams, they're, they're kind of married to each other. And, you know, I heard the recently the dark side of the ring guys on and they were talking to animal and he's like, man, it's, it, it's not anything, you know, you know, homosexual, but I kind of lost a, 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 a spouse almost when hog died. And, you know, I don't mean to make it seem that, I mean, I realize that it's not that serious, but if you're playing the storylines, I mean, Gibson is, is a mess. Yeah. It's like a lost puppy dog trying to find his way home. I don't, that's my note. He's just floundering. I feel bad for him because he didn't, he didn't ask for what's happening here. Right. You know, it's just (laughs) like, damn. And that's all I had. I don't, I don't have nothing else. So. This episode was, we've gotten, we've squeezed more info out of this information than I thought we would already. And it's, yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's keep going. I don't want to talk more bad about Robert Gibson. It it is not his fault with all this stuff that went down. So we go to the main event of this week's episode. It is the heavenly bodies versus the thugs. I'll say it. I'm going to say it. This match didn't deliver what I expected it to deliver and it wasn't bad but at this point in Smoky Mountain it's these four guys and Brad Armstrong that I'm really looking and buddy to carry the you know to provide the thrills and look at those people good lord um they showed the crowd and it is not pretty um and and when we get to the finish and you'll explain it I I couldn't explain what I meant Man, uh-oh. Do you have a smoke? Doc, you go. Okay, yeah, I'll be right. I'll be right. Go I ahead. felt like everybody was out of place on the finish. So, that's, uh, I'm Bo- going to go deal with something. Yeah, you go ahead. Bobby, what do you have? I had uh, four good workers that, that, the thing is, they're bending the rules, but it made it fun because you got basically four heels. I mean, Tracy's baby face, obviously, but he, you know, they had know how to work. And I say this, they treat it like a sport, but they worked that loaded boot really good. Uh, and, and the babies, of course, they, they had to finish not once, 
one, two, three. No ref. The second one, one, two, three. I had him finished, you know, and then, of course, the heels go with that loaded boot. Um, it, it is what it is, kind of a match, because, you know, at this point, you got these four guys, like you said, and, and throw in Buddy um, and Brad, and that's, you know, like we just mentioned, Robert, no partner. So, but th- these guys here, they're out there. It looks like it's fun. I'm not saying it's a great five star match or anything like that, but but they're really trying to work and they're really they're they're putting their work in. But I I I, I just wanted to say you have to watch it um, for that ending when when uh, Tom loads that boot. It's you know it's one of those little things that count. It shows him how he loads it, you know, kicking the foot forward, and then when he delivers it, and then it when he's outside, I think he's on the outside of the apron there, and he, he unloads it, you know, he kicks his heel back, and it's those little things that that you know, okay, now we, you know, he's got this loaded boot, so it's working, you know, that's that's really all I really had. The match itself is just okay, but it's it's a good, you know, because you got guys in there that know how to work. It's just a good, you know, good solid match. Um, I, I'm, that's it. I, I'm- I got you, but no, I'm with you, Bobby. I mean, the thing. Look, the thing is, Dirty White Boy hits the buck, buck snort blaster on Del Rey, but the ref was bumped right before that. So then Tracy hits the jaw jacker on Doctor Tom, but there's still no ref to make the count. The Punisher's on the outside; he's beefing and pushing, shoving with Dirty White Boy. Meanwhile, in the ring, Doctor Tom loads the boot and nails Tracy, like you like you described, and then. Jim Cornette rolls in Mark Curtis as we watch it on the Patreon video to make the count because at that point, Dr. Tom had hit Tracy in the back of the head with the loaded boot. And what do you know? Corny wakes up Curtis. Now Curtis rolls into the ring to make the count and the heavenly bodies win, retaining their titles. Um, It was what it was. I mean, it was probably, it was the, the I guess the biggest name guys on the show wrestling uh, in the main event, but it is what it is you know the heavenly bodies are probably the best part of the end of smoky mountain wrestling in my opinion but um you know it was what it was look doc and i've said this a million times as he's checking on uh, his smoke detector going off hopefully it's nothing uh, terrible Uh, no i'm here um i just felt like i my thing is this and i can't explain it and i don't know where i thought everybody seemed tired in this match and a little bit off and a little bit out of place. And I know you're going to say, well, you ain't ever taken a bump. You don't know what you're talking about. It's just what I felt. And here's the thing. The Heavenly Bodies and Thugs, even when they're, if I think that, they're still great wrestlers who can deliver a great match. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of nitpicking here. So don't, it's, don't read more into it than it is, right? Well, I think too this episode. I think if you, I think if you put this match in front of two thousand, three thousand, four thousand people in Knoxville, they're going to turn it up and rip the roof off. Um, I also think we're 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 seeing the the end. <laughs> the wear, the the cumulative wear and tear of keeping this thing rolling. Yes, it, you and I have talked. We thought the we thought we were at the cliff a couple of weeks ago, and then. I think we're really start really starting to feel it here at least for me that's yeah. how i feel so stay tuned yeah. to see where else it goes um so let me play this last promo from the show here is uh the thugs uh, after tracy smothers got screwed and kicked in the head by the loaded boot here it is we had we beat those twice all right with me the thugs tracy smothers the dirty white boy you, Jim you it's simple you pick the fat garbage we had both your boys down and out i put the blaster on them and nobody gets up we put the jaw jacker on them nobody gets up so let's twice we beat them matter of fact Sandy scott come here we want something done about them i'm tired i got them listen sandy all these people in Cookville, Tennessee saw it, and the millions of people watching this show right now. We had the heavenly bodies beat, man. We had them beat. Yeah! And everybody saw Dr. Tom Pritchard kick me with that loaded boot. What we want, we want a referee. We want a referee big enough that they can't knock around. Somebody that we can choose, because we know we can beat the heavenly bodies like White Boy said. We had those guys beat. He hit him with a black North blaster. And I hit him with a jaw jacket and they about knocked me out with that stinking boot. We're sick and damn tired of it. So what you want is a referee. And Not no 120 pound referee either. Well, that sounds fair to me. Uh, we'll do it Halloween. Good. 
So Halloween, you, you're, going, you're going to get us a reprimand. And I'll check the dates, and we'll give the dates next week. Fair enough. Beautiful. Fair enough. Fair enough. Halloween scream, then it's going to be the thugs okay. against the heavenly bodies with a referee appointed, and we'll... Sandy Scott tells us it will be the thugs against the heavenly bodies. There will be a new referee. We'll know more about more Halloween stream happenings next week. All right, Doc, your thoughts. Anything? Good to see Sandy Scott back out there. We had not seen him in a while. Um, I wonder who the special referee is, and that's about it, I think. That's all I got, too. <laughs> I had the same note. Um, Sandy tells us that on Halloween, the thugs will face the bodies, and more to come, so stay tuned. Um, Bobby, anything? Same. Yeah. Good to see Sandy out there, but that's why I wrote the same thing. Yep. All right. So um, mm. you you heard me mention a few times on this episode uh, about the Power Maker 2 Patreon special and the video versions of these shows. So, you know, we're in tough times right now. If you can afford it and you're not taking food off your table, consider becoming a patron. If you can't, hey, man, there are more important things going on in this world right now. Uh, but you can sign up to become a patron at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. That's tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Also, don't forget to go buy Bobby Blaze's books or anything else on our Amazon referral link at tinyurl.com slash bttamazon. That's tinyurl.com slash bttamazon. A great way to support this show without spending anything extra. So if you can't afford becoming a patron, but you are using Amazon, use that link each and every time you shop on Amazon. Um... God, this is the disability checks. I don't even want to rate this episode. If I got to be frank, we went much longer than I thought we would because I thought that we just, there wasn't a lot to chew on here. There was some funny stuff. Don't get me wrong with Power Maker 2. But Doc, as I say all that, um, how many checks are you going to give this one? I think I'm going to give it more than you think I'm going to give it, but I'm still going to regret it pretty harsh because I did not really – I enjoyed talking about it with you two fine Southern gentlemen more than I enjoyed watching it on my own. This does look like the begin, beginning of the descent. It feels like when you're in, a, in an airplane and you're flying at the top and you, they make that first start to drop. And you're like, all right, we're, we're, we're starting to descend. Um, cut to the chase, man. I gave this a 6.8. Oof. Um, Bobby? Ooh, um, I thought the end was just kind of thrown together, you know, just, uh, I was, it was something. I had eight, and then I just crossed, and I put, but I'm going to drop it down. This is probably more generous than I should, but I enjoyed it more talking to you guys. I put 7.8. That's okay. what I gave it, 7.0. Man, I want, I want you to go back in time and grade all of my uh, graduate school papers, man. Come on. <laughs> I could have been yeah. done a few years sooner. Doc, I could have been done 20 years earlier. Yeah, I got in Professor Blaze's class. He's an easy yeah. grader, and then he'll get you high after the class. <laughs> <laughs> no, motherfucker, you got to get me high. What's wrong with you? Spoken <laughs> like a true gentleman wrestler. Okay. Uh, so, um, um, I, let me Shor- let me let me give it a C. Let me give it a C minus as far as a grade, okay. and I feel like I'm being yes. generous. You are. The C's uh, generous. I think that's what the seven point eight. That might have been a C plus. So I'll go for C. I'll go for just an average C. At best, yeah. with you, Mike, on that part, since you're doing grades. Shardy. Average at best. What Shardy got to say about this? Not Shorty. Shard. Uh, well, the Government Cheese Award named by longtime listener Shard Johnson. So, you know, I, I'm going to give the Government Cheese to Power Maker 2 uh, because it was ridiculously crazy outlaw mud show. Uh, the, the, the finest carniest of commercials you could see on a southern wrestling program in 1995 so power maker 2 with the wolfman as its sponsor athlete is going to get my government cheese okay mike i'm going to send i'm going to send you a picture of my page and i want you to read out what i had oh shit <laughs> let's see all right uh it's taking a minute to come through and uh all right doc i'm still waiting Okay, go to Bobby. Okay, Bobby, you go while I'm waiting on Doc's picture. What am I giving out here? Government, government cheese. cheese. Government cheese. Who's getting your government cheese? I put Buddy over. That's what that's I good. did. That's what I had. I had hashtag Buddy over. That's my put. That's, that's all I put. Okay, so Buddy's going to get it from you, which, which yes. to be fair, Buddy cut a good promo in that, so I, I, I don't want to shit on it. Uh, Doc that was the only reason. Me the, 
Doc sent me the picture of his of his uh, disability check, which was 6.8. And he sent me the picture of his government cheese. And he has written down power maker. <laughs> so, oh, my goodness. Power maker gets it. <laughs> That's from great. Doc guys. That's great. <laughs> great minds think alike, man. I just every time that that Wolfie smiles with that space between his two front <laughs> teeth and puffs up his chest. Power maker, man. <laughs> All right, Mike. We've had too much fun with this episode. Bring yeah. us. Let's ride off into the sunsets. We got another one to do. Yeah, we got another one to do, and you and I got to help out with some schoolwork today with these kids. So. uh uh, with the kids in school. So, all right. Uh, that's going to wrap things up. I just want to say thanks to all of you out there listening. Hopefully you're staying safe. Hopefully you're staying healthy. Hopefully you're staying at home. If you can, if you're out in the streets because you have to be for work, please stay safe and healthy. Wash your hands. Use sand sanitizer if you got it. Wipe your ass, all that good stuff. But let's, more importantly, stay healthy more than anything. And then lastly, real quick shout out to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT, slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. And we're going to get out of here on that note. Uh, Bobby, do me a favor. Hit the tagline. Take us home. Book it, bitch. Book it, bitch.